0: Hi, I'm Melanie Huggard. Welcome to Eavesdropping, a conversation between two life consultants where we talk about the questions that can be scary. These are conversations that spark curiosity, insight, perspective, and breakthrough. This podcast might trigger you, and I actually hope that it does. I hope that it triggers you into growth. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey! It's me. I'm excited to be here. I don't know about you, but I am. Um, today, it's just me, and I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. I remember, uh, gosh, this was years ago. I was working um, in the nonprofit field. I uh, was coaching in a program that is for survivors of trafficking, but I was all, that was on the side. And then I was also um, doing administrative type work for a nonprofit that was um, serving survivors of trafficking as well. And um, one day, I just recognized feeling like a fake, like a fraud. And I knew this was something, like in this moment, I realized like this had been something that kind of followed me through my whole life. and. That no matter what I was doing, no matter what I was trying to accomplish, this feeling of being a fraud or a fake, this kind of like if they only knew they wouldn't want me here kind of thing, feeling was there, you know. And I wasn't faking things, right? So that was the weird thing. It was like I could see why that would be there if um, I'd been putting on a facade or faking it and not fully truly honestly being myself but um i really felt like i was doing my best to be myself in these scenarios and i thought it was interesting that i was feeling like a fraud so i typed into google why do i feel like a fraud <laughs> just to see what google would say and all these um articles and reports came up about imposter syndrome i realized in that moment oh this is a thing like it has a name that that just made me feel better instantly, right? Like, have you ever, once you're able to name it, it seems like, okay, if I can name it and identify it, then I can do something about it, right? It's kind of like, you know, you go to the doctor and, and you got something going on, you know, like with your stomach or something and, or something else and you're, you're hoping nothing's seriously wrong, but at the same time, you hope they find something wrong so that you know what to do about it. So you're like, I hope it's not too bad, but I hope it's something that, they don't come back and go, we don't know what's wrong. Like that, that's way worse. We hate that. I, I don't know about you, but I hate that. So, um, and then you feel weird for wanting something to be wrong. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but, um, yeah, when I Googled it, there was all this stuff on imposter syndrome and you can Google it too, but, um, they were talking about how it's really, it's actually, these feelings are common among professionals and, um, actually really successful people. And that imposter syndrome affects about 70% of us at some point in our lives. And that imposter syndromes are like the feelings of doubt that become persistent and pervasive. And, um, you know, you're just thinking the whole time that there's something, something wrong, you know, you can't do the thing that you're setting out to do. And you're having these feelings of, um, not good enough or there's something you're missing or whatever, right? Um the other thing I found interesting was the celebrities that talked about having imposter syndrome. And one of them was Tom Hanks and Lady Gaga and Tina Fey. And when I read that I even felt even better cause I'm like, Oh, these are people who are doing really good work in their field and they struggle with the same thing. So what is imposter syndrome really about? Um, I think it just shows that you care. Like that was one of the things that I was able to latch onto. I can't remember the first person to tell me that, but recently, Oh, sorry guys. My cell phone. I, Recently, my business coach, Gabrielle Boucher, shared about imposter syndrome and how um, it really shows that she cares. And I was like, Yeah, that's, I've heard that before. And um, I think it's a good reminder, like letting, deciding, like, oh, these feelings of being a fraud and not, not enough, or if they only knew they'd not let me in these circles or let me in this room. Um, that just means you care, you care a lot. And, and that's been really helpful for me. Um, my business coach also shared, um, a story she heard from Oprah where Oprah, she, Oprah said, I don't, I don't care who's been in my interview seat, whether it's Barack Obama or, um, you know, Sheryl Sandberg or, you know, a celebrity of some sort, whether they're in politics or acting or they're an author, an accomplished scientist, like whatever, whoever they are, every person has leaned over after it was done and said, was that good? And I was like, wow. Wow. We're all just people that care. (laughs) We want to show up and serve people and um, give our 110% and help and make it better, make the world better, make what we're doing better, uh, and, and have meaning to what we do and we care. So that's one of the things that I decided, uh, imposter, those feelings of fraudulence, um, do. What's fascinating is, um, ever since then, I think I've only struggled a couple of times, um, in those areas again. And because this, this understanding of letting it be a trigger to show me how much I care. Like, oh, I'm feeling fraudulent here or imposter-like here because I care about getting to be in this room or I care about helping this group of people or I care about what's happening here and being a part of it. And so that's that's just been extremely helpful. I, I don't know if that's going to be a tip that helps you, but back also when um, I first realized This was a thing. Um, One of the things I did was talk to my mentors and um, get outside perspective, right? And share, like, I feel like a fraud in this area. And then I got to have, you know, like Aaron, Aaron's been on the podcast and I got to have Aaron tell me um, why I deserve to be in the room or why, how I got here, right? I'd go to my husband and my husband would tell me, remind me of all the hard hours I worked and all the, effort I put forth. Because we tend to forget that. I know I did. I forgot. I forgot how hard I worked to get there. And it's fascinating to me because I was the one doing all the work and I for- I get in that room to work. You know, I worked to get in that room and then you get in that room and you're like, I don't belong here. Oh my God, I'm I'm not enough. But the truth is, if you actually took the time to pay attention to what you did to get there, you would see how hard you worked. The other thing is, let's say I got into that room by favor, okay? Let's say um, I've had those experiences, right, where um, I have a friend where I get to get into rooms that I would never be able to get into on my own, and she invites me into spaces with her, and it's really kind of her. She's really generous with her opportunities and um, um, what what she gets to get invited into, and um so let's say it's like one of those scenarios and that was some of, that was some of the thing, like when we are introduced or invited into areas because of a, a person we know, right? It's like, oh, I didn't work to get in this room. It's because of so-and-so who worked to get in this room and they invited me. Um, you still work to get in that room. Like, think about it. You developed a relationship with the person who invited you enough for them to trust you to be in that room. So they're saying you're worthy and enough to be in that room. Like people, people don't give those things willy nilly, right? Like if you get into a room because of an invitation and you didn't work to get into that room, you have to recognize like, oh, I've, I'm a qual, there's qualities that got me here. It's yes. So-and-so opened the door, but so-and-so recognizes something in me that wanted that as she wanted to open the door for me, right? So that was some of that little bit of um, work that I did on that as well. And then I had to recognize my expertise, where they were at. I had to realize that I wasn't perfect and I didn't need to be perfect. And it wasn't about being perfect, but that um, there's reasons other than the results as to why I get invited into spaces and rooms. And it doesn't have to just be um, all outcomes all the time. And so um, just because maybe I don't have this specific perfect outcome that I want doesn't mean I'm a fake. It just means I tried and it didn't work. And so I get to try again. Um, I think also recognizing no no one's perfect too. Like, again, when you're watching people who you think are amazing at what they do, And then they also share (laughs) how it's not perfect. They're like, I have imposter syndrome. What are they saying when they have that? Oh, I don't feel like it's good enough what I do. Because I've seen where it's not been perfect. I had this one idea and it ended up something different and it wasn't perfect. But see, nobody knows what your perfect is. It's kind of like if you've ever been in a play or done anything on the um, stage, right? You get up there and the only people who know exactly how it should go are the people who've either been in a play like that or um, they were there when you did rehearsals, right? So if you mess up, you miss a line, you miss something, um, nobody's going to know unless you show that, oh, I'm messing up, right? So it's like, oh, and I know some of that can be feel like, oh, it's, uh, I wasn't good enough, therefore I'm a fake, but it's not true. You actually uh, bring a flavor to that when that happens. And so recognizing like nobody knows the perfect that you wanted typically, unless you're telling them or unless they expected something from you. Right. And even in those moments, that doesn't mean you're an imposter. It doesn't mean you don't belong there. It doesn't mean you don't um, deserve to experience the room that you've been invited into. I want to wrap it up. Here's you know, the breakdown of what I've talked about today. If you feel like you're facing imposter feelings and have a sensation of um, not measuring up or feeling like a fraud, this is common, number one. I want you to recognize you're not alone. There's so many people who also struggle in the same way. So many people who are extremely successful that if you looked at them, you would never even think they had that. And, And not people who had it when they started they have it now right like those celebrities talked about having it now um so what you can do if you if you have this if you're recognizing this is talk to your mentors or people that you work with as far as like they guide you they believe in you they uh see things about you that you know they want to see grow and develop um You know, talk to your errands and talk to your friends who can remind you of who you are and what it is you have done. Talk, you know, my husband. Talk to the people who, like my husband did, where he reminded me of all the work I did that I forgot about because I'm so hard on myself sometimes. Talk to those people who are going to help you see um, what's really going on. And then Learn to recognize your expertise. Realize no one's perfect, right? That's number three. Talk to your mentors, one. Recognize your expertise, two. Three, no one's perfect. You got to realize that. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. It's important that you remember what you do well. And then change your thinking, four. Change your thinking. Start working on how to reframe that and figure out what, um, Ways to think differently about the outcomes not being perfect, about what makes you um, deserve to be in the room, or um, you know the way you feel and think about yourself. And if you need to talk to someone about that, um, get a counselor. Book with me; I can help work you through that. But yeah, those are my tips. Those are my day. That's um. That's my tips for the day. <laughs> I hope this was helpful, and um, I'm really appreciating that you're here. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, I wanted to let you guys all know that uh, sessions are open with me. So my books are open. If you've been wanting to book sessions with me, you can do that at MelanieHugger.com. Also, while you're there, you can sign up for my email so that you're notified when the book that I've been writing with my daughter is complete and launched. We have some fun things planned for that book clubs and other things. So if you want to be in the know about that, sign up for that email list. And for the sessions, if you're wondering if we're even a fit and how that would work, we can book a discovery call. It's just a 10 minute call. You can check that out at MelanieHugger.com as well. Thanks for listening.